What's going on, Whisper Nation? It is Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's Waiver Wire Tuesday. It's Waiver Wire show right here on the Fantasy Whispers. I'm going to be talking about some of my biggest ads from my article, which is now up on the website. You can find it in the description if you're watching on YouTube, or you can head to thefantasywhispers.com and get that article right now. But let's get into some of these waiver wires right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. That's right, Whisper Nation. We're here talking waiver wires. And if you like that fresh fantasy football content, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe on the YouTube channel on your way in. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you get over to YouTube. If you're watching here live, thank you. Drop a comment. Let me know if you guys got that week one win. Uh, would love to talk to you about your lineup here as we head into week two, but we're first going to go through the waiver wire column, which I put up now on the website. It's in the description uh, in this video. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'm basically just going to highlight some of the players that I put in that article. This is a show that will weekly be done with Johnny game time Hicks. He is not with us right now. He's, he's driving uh, back home to Phoenix. He was out here for a couple of events. If you guys uh, saw that, he, what a great time it was, man, being out at both Tortugo and Hop Secret here in the L.A. area, um, drinking some beer, hanging out with the people, uh, talking some ball. It was great. We're going to get into the waiver wire show now. Um, biggest waiver wire ad, and I'll talk a little bit about him, is Elijah Mitchell right now. Um, looking like he's a set for an expanded role. We saw him get 19 attempts, 104 yards, 5.47 yards per carry. Uh, had a touchdown in that game against the Lions. Remember, Trey Sermon, healthy scratch. You know, the, the 49ers saying that it was a numbers issue based on special teams and things of that nature. We saw Raheem Mostert go down in this game. Uh, the report coming out yesterday was that it was chipped cartilage in his knee. So this makes Elijah Mitchell not only my cover boy, uh, not only my highest priority waiver ad, but this is a guy that actually has massive upside, guys. It, I mean, if you look at what his usage after Raheem Mostert went down, he had 83% of the RB touches in this backfield uh, in yesterday's game. So used as a true bell cow in this offense after Raheem Mostert went down. If you look at his player profiler stats, uh, dude is faster than uh, Raheem Mostert. So we've got a situation here with you know, Elijah Mitchell, where the upside is there. He could be used in the Mostert role. They could have Trey Sermon maybe used as the Jeff Wilson uh, goal line back because he is the bigger style back. Um, but that's something I'm just watching Elijah Mitchell. My number one waiver ad this. Um, he is my, my number one waiver wire, my number one uh, priority. I would be using, you know, a decent amount of my fob, maybe 25% or so of my fob uh, to go pick him up. Gus Ramos comes in here. What's going on, Gus? Freak Stomper 49er, welcome in. Says Mitchell just came off my taxi squad. Uh, yeah, I, I know uh, my buddy Chris has him in Dynasty as well. Uh, you know, it's just he showed enough juice in that offense to really make it worth it for me um, to be running to the waiver to pick him up. And just as far as the upside in this offense, we already saw it with Raheem Mostert go down. We saw Elijah Mitchell come in. We saw what he was able to do. Um, there's league-winning upside in Elijah Mitchell here. Moving on to the wide receiver position. Some of my big ads this week are going to be Jalen Waddell. Um, depending on the you know owner's uh, roster percentage in your league, but I do just want to say that Jalen Waddell tops my wide receiver list because he's one of the few guys out there 
with low enough rostered percentage that could actually end up leading his team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. We know that Waddle is going to have some sort of connection with Tua. He already showed some of that, had six targets, four receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. You look at his yards per catch was 15, over 15. He had 12 fantasy points. Um, This is a guy that I just think has tremendous upside uh, in Jalen Waddle, and he's got that glitch speed, that that Tyreek-esque uh, game-breaking speed. He's a guy I want to be targeting in my, in my leagues if I have the available bench spot to go pick him up. Make sure you guys are dropping your fantasy football waiver wire you know questions in the chat here. I'll be getting to those as, as soon as I can as as I work work through some of these waiver wire players here uh, on this beautiful Tuesday. Love that Whisper Nation is rocking with me today. Uh, it's just been great. Uh, getting, getting, growing the community this year and just seeing how much growth we have. We're almost over 2000 subs on YouTube. Would love to have you guys join us and continue joining us at, at whisper nation here. Carlitos way says, what are your thoughts on Tim Patrick thinking of dropping me Cole Hardman at PPR? Wouldn't mind this move. Um, I love me upside, but it has to happen. You know, only if Tyreek Hill goes down, that's the path that has to happen. Tim Patrick could be set up right now to absorb a quite a bit of the Jerry Judy injury targets. He did not make the the full list here, um, but that wasn't because, you know, I, I don't like it. It's because I can't really put my finger on whether it'll be Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler who absorbs it all, and they could split that. It could be just a big up for Cortland Sutton, but I don't mind investing in Tim Patrick because he actually could be a guy to absorb a lot of what Jerry Judy leaves behind after the injury. Just a terrible injury to Jerry Judy. Uh, you hate to see it, um, but we are... Um, you know, we have to adapt. We have to move on and we have to see what we're looking at. And Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, uh, I wrote a little tiny write up on those guys in the waiver wire column. So make sure you head on over to the fantasywhispers.com or click the link in the description. Um, moving on here, we have Brian Edwards. He's the next guy on the priority for the wide receiver for me. Uh, look, it, it looked a little glim here. It looked like it was going to be the Waller show. Darren Waller, 19 targets. So we know that Darren Waller is going to dominate the target market share. There's no world where Brian Edwards, even in his best day, is going to be the number one option for them through the passing attack. But last night he showed some clutch ability. He showed some, you know, uh, you know, just Derek Carr showed an, uh, a propensity to go towards Brian Edwards late in the game. If we saw those three catches that had a huge late game impact for him, five targets, four catches, 81 yards, almost nearly had a touchdown that won the game. They called it back. It was a 33 yard like back shoulder throw that Carr hit him on. That was a beauty. And look, we've had this offense you know, or this team kind of hype up Brian Edwards. They talked about Brian Edwards being Terrell Owens. You know, that's what John Gruden's called him before or Terrell Owens. Like, uh, we know Johnny game time Hicks, my partner in crime definitely, uh, you know, likes him some Brian Edwards. He was jacked last night to see this. This is somebody I have, you know, uh, other than Waddle is, is a top waiver wire ad for me. Wide receiver wise. I want to say what's up to everybody in here. Gus Ramos, Freak Stomper 49er, Carlitos Way, Brandon Sheely, uh, Mr. Miyagi, and Stroth, Strother Knight. I will be trying to get to all your questions as we go through this. Brandon Sheely says, what, what do you think about Sermon? So Sermon was a guy I really liked. Um, the Niners traded up to go get him. If you watch some of our videos in the offseason, I like Sermon as a league winner type. Um but the logic checks out to go pick up Elijah Mitchell. Now, if you have Sermon and you don't feel like investing in both guys, that's fine by me. I, I get that. You you put your hat in the ring on Sermon. That's fine. Sermon will be active for this next game. We, we should assume that. Um, 
but I think Elijah Mitchell has huge upside that he has no, there's no reason for the 49ers not to use Elijah Mitchell next week because of what he was able to do in Detroit uh, in that game. So that's something I'm definitely eyeing. And I, and I don't think that Trey Sermon isn't somebody I wouldn't be, you know, targeting or investing in. Um, but I think Elijah Mitchell is worth it, especially if you're going to get him off the waiver. <clears throat> Strother Knight, would you use a number one claim on Mitchell? Yes, he's my number one waiver wire ad, Strother Knight. I would definitely use my number one claim on Elijah Mitchell. The upside is just too big. Mr. Miyagi says, yo, hell of a game last night. Yes, it was. What a great show it was. And we'll be back next Monday night live to give you our fantasy football reaction to that Monday night game. It'll be Green Bay versus Detroit. Going to be another good one. Yep, and Mr. Miyagi suggesting that Knight moves to FOB. That's definitely a great idea. We love using that waiver wire budget, be able to budget what you need. I'd say anything upwards of you know, 25% for Elijah Mitchell is worth it here for a guy that could easily be the number one in this offense going forward with maybe Trey Sermon playing more goal line um, grinder role if that happens, if, if, you know, if Elijah Mitchell continues to hit his ceiling every week. Freak Stomper 49er says, Dynasty question. With the Fitz injury, I'm down to Rodgers and Trey Lance at QB. I can get Tyrod for two future thirds. What do you think? 22-man rosters. No, really, not really other options. I wouldn't give up the two future thirds for Tyrod. There's just too many things. He hasn't been too, you know, uh, healthy in his own right. He's been benched a couple times in his in his uh, past. I think he's not going to get Jacksonville every single week. Uh, I would kind of roll with Rodgers and Trey Lance. You know, you have Rodgers for now. I think he gets right. And I think it's only a matter of time before Trey Lance sees the field here. He's already kind of seeing it right now in spurts. Mr. Miyagi, is Tunyon and Ayuk droppable? Would not be dropping Ayuk. I could understand dropping Tunyon for, um, you know, it would just depend on what's on your waiver if you're in a nice, if the waiver wire is plentiful um, at tight end. But I'll tell you right now, I think I'd, I'd hang on to Tunyon at least for this week against Detroit. If he can't get it going against Detroit, then it, it would be really scary. Gus, this one was this one was strange, man. So Gus asking, how long do you think Tyson Williams will be the RB1 for the Ravens? Look, I don't know what happened last night, but Tyson Williams looked incredible in the first half. And then Harbaugh, you know, unexplicably went to inexplicably, inexplicably went to uh Latavius Murray in the second half who you know 28 yards on 10 carries 2.8 yards per carry not good um so that that would be something you know I would I would keep an eye on but you know I wrote about Murray just because of the way they used him and he got that touchdown late in the waiver where I'll call him I'm not happy about it because I think Tyson Williams should be the guy I think they'll look at the way they lost this game and and stop making plays on offense and hopefully go back to Tyson Williams that would be the rational coaching thing to do Freak stopper coming in saying two QB league. So, yeah, maybe you have to maybe if you can get that down to one future third for Tyrod Taylor, I would. Um, that would that would be how I would attack that. Continuing on with the waiver wire show here, uh, another guy that I'm high on in, in the waiver wire column for the wide receiver position. Nelson Aguilar. Okay. Aguilar came in as a, as a big free agent ad for the, for the new England Patriots, seven targets, five receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown over 14 yards per uh, reception, 13 over double digit fantasy points with 13. 
Nelson Aguilar is going to be a guy in this offense, especially with Mac Jones continuing to look dominant in the offense. And I, I don't mean dominant. I mean, he has command of the offense. He's got great poise. And so Nelson Aguilar is going to be a guy that's going to be peppered with targets. We like Jacoby. Jacoby still led the team in targets. But we were thinking maybe the tight ends would absorb some of the secondary targets. It seems to be Nelson Aguilar, and I'm, and I'm fine investing in him uh, as a guy that could be a secondary option in this, in this team's passing attack. All right, moving on to uh, the quarterback position for the waiver wire column. You know, the number one ad at the quarterback position for me, obviously, outside of a Justin Fields stash, if you need the points right away, you've got Jameis Winston here, who had an unbelievably efficient line, uh, 14 of 20 for 148 yards passing, six uh, attempts um, on as a rusher, 37 rushing yards, so over six yards per uh, per carry. And then, of course, the five touchdowns. Um, so now I'm not going to be up here screaming that I think, you know, Sean Payton fixed Jameis Winston just yet. But we what we saw was them have a great game plan. You know, they called it and Jameis Winston executed at a high level. Call it the LASIK surgery. Call it, you know, the workouts that he did in the, uh, you know, in the offseason. But I'll tell you right now, Jameis Winston's a fine waiver ad. Um, especially in two QB leagues. And I think, he, you know, going up against Carolina next week, you know, if you're really scared off of and you were you came into this year streaming quarterbacks, I think he's a number one stream this week. All right, just to answer a couple questions here. KG says, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones and DJ Moore in half-point PPR. Um, you know, I'm probably still going with Adams and Jacobs. I think the way they use Jacobs is what we thought they would do. Uh, an early down grinder, the goal line back. Drake did not scare me off of Jacobs' usage last night as, as much as we kind of overreacted with that. Um, I, I would kind of rock with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs here, KG. Uh, go A. Canes, 87. Just want to thank everybody in the chat right now. Hit that like button on your way in. We got 15 of you rocking with me today on YouTube. Um, you know, and if you're not on the YouTube channel, make sure you get over to YouTube and hit subscribe. Help us get over 2,000 subs here. Uh, he's asking if he sells high on Daryl Henderson and Dynasty, or are we believers? In Dynasty, I don't mind it. You might want to, you know, sell him high. It seems like the Rams don't have a, you know, affinity for him. They've they've kind of moved on. Obviously, Cam Akers will be back next year. You have Sony Michelle. We'll see if they keep him along. So I don't mind selling high in Dynasty. Uh, in redraft, I, I think I'd want to keep on to Daryl Henderson. Um, I want to invest in that offense, and if you already have him, then you, you know, in that backfield especially, I, I kind of keep going with him. Gus Ramos says, Tyson Williams got me 14 points I needed to the win. Yeah, I mean, that was great. Um, he kind of dogged some other people who maybe needed a little bit more out of him. And I think the Ravens needed more out of him and they just did not give him the ball, which was unfortunate. Brandon, what's up, man? Sup the, where the Ravens, uh, where the Ravens are be all doing the milk crate challenge this past month. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I don't know what's going on. They're all, they're all hurt. Something's in the water over there, but Tyson Williams, uh, seems to be a guy I would want to, you know, I've been talking about it since before, uh, the, you know, last week's matchup show, uh, that Tyson Williams is the guy I'm investing in. Mr. Miyagi says, I'm with you on Nelson. I traded, uh, for the Hawk during the stream last night, and I have a claim for Nelson for 5% fab and dropping Tunyon. Not bad if you have Hawk. Definitely think that's a, not a bad move. 
Juan Carlos Belmonte, thanks for joining in. Picked up Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk or both or none. So I have Rondell Moore uh, officially in, or I'm sorry, Christian Kirk officially in the column as a, you know, uh, honorable mention. Or actually, no, I didn't. He's actually, he makes, he makes the full column. And that was because he's going to have some chemistry already built with Christian Kirk. We've talked about this before. Uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Kyler Murray. We've talked about this before. Rondell Moore, definitely more of the gadget player. I, I just, I get, I've been burned by Kirk Juan so many years now, a couple of years that I've just wanted him to happen and he hasn't. I'm afraid that the minute I go pick him up, he's definitely going to not uh, figure it out. So, I, I mean, I'm fine picking up Kirk over more in this situation. I think that Kirk definitely has, you know, the edge on him already and they used him there. He's at least got the role this time, but they will split time. And I think that's what kind of, they could eat at each other's value. Chris Spina coming in here asking thoughts on Galladay for Dynasty, regretting picking him at the moment. Oh, this is uh, this is tough. You know, I think Galladay, we need to see it first, but we've seen when guys change over teams that at least in that first year, uh, it can be rough. We know that we don't trust Jason Garrett all that much. We don't trust Daniel Jones. So, yeah, I'm fine if, if you can get decent value um, for Galladay and get replacement if you're deep at wide receiver and you can afford that this year. Um, I don't mind moving off of him. All right, moving off of quarterback and on to tight end with the waiver wire column, I'll just give you one of my tight end pickups, and that's Jawan Johnson. Look, he wasn't used a ton, um, but he was used in the red zone. So three for three, uh, 21 yards, and two touchdowns for the Saints, two of Jameis Winston's five touchdowns. The biggest thing for Jawan Johnson is the dual eligibility. This is a guy who was a wide receiver in his rookie season last year, and now they've moved him to tight end. So he's a guy that I definitely, if he keeps that eligibility, that's how it is on Sleeper right now, and that's what I'm using to write the column and, and kind of give you the percentages. Jawan Johnson is the guy I'm looking at here because I think that's a situation that could definitely pay off in a big way for you um, should he be able to take full advantage of that dual eligibility. Um, not a great usage, but for a tight end, fine usage um, if he's getting used in the red zone because we can see guys like Robert Tunyon last year who live off of touchdowns and live off of red zone usage and that still helps them dominate week in and week out all right so that does it for the waiver wire ads that I have you can get the full article over on the website or clicking the link in the description uh, here on YouTube I'll get to some more of these questions here as we keep rocking and rolling uh, silver rapture says I'm needing RB help Gainwell. Well, like I was saying at the top of the show, Eli Mitchell would be my number one. I did write a little bit about Gainwell. I think that we know that he's the clear handcuff to Miles Sanders. Now he looked good. he looked good as a pass catcher, which is what his prowess is going to be. Um, but I think if Elijah Mitchell is on your waiver wire or even Mark Ingram, I'm probably taking them over Gainwell right now, just because of volume and what I can project in the offense. Christopher Chavez says Atlanta offense looked horrible. What are you doing with Ridley? Should I trade already? Well, I wouldn't trade him now, Chris, if you can afford to not trade him because his value is going to be extremely low after looking at that offense. I think just volume wise, there's no way Ridley, you know, can't succeed this year as long as he stays healthy because they're going to pepper him with targets. Yeah, he might get doubled, but we've got Kyle Pitts in the works here. This offense looked bad. Um, First time for Arthur Smith calling plays as a head coach or, or calling the game as a head coach. Let's see how he settles into that. I wouldn't I wouldn't panic just yet. Typically, as a rule of thumb, I think this is a good point to make. I'm waiting two to three weeks before I'm making trades. I want to see these offenses. One game sample size is not enough. If we don't like it for 
you know, a player as, as we project him for the whole season and we say, oh, well, that's a small sample size, then why would we like it after one game to want to drop and blow up our team? I don't think that's exactly how we should roll here. Excuse me, I'm going to get a drink of water here by myself, talk, doing all the talking. Johnny, I miss you, man. All right, so Freak Stomper 49er says, start Ayuk, Shepard, or Marvin Jones in the flex. Uh, we'll have more info on, on starts and sits in the matchup, um, in the matchup episode. Uh, so make sure you, you're following us on all the uh, Spotify and all the podcast platforms. We'll get that. But just initially right now, I would be starting probably Sterling Shepard in the flex. Uh, he just seems like a guy that could easily lead this team in targets and catches this year, and he looked great in week one. Chris Spiner, right now I can get a second-round pick for him, Galladay. Should I pull the trigger? Um, Chris, if you got the wide receiver depth and you're comfortable, if he's like your third or fourth wide receiver in, in that dynasty league, yeah, I think you could get you know that second-round pick I, I might be willing to do. See if you can't get a little more out of him, maybe two seconds or you know a first. Silver Rapture, in need of a flex. Robbie, Terrace Marshall, Jacoby, Tyson, not looking good. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you were talking about, yeah, Gainwell. Yeah, I think, you know, Tyson's great. I think as long as they continue to use him, um, you could maybe move on from Terrace Marshall for one of the running backs we discussed. I don't think that's a terrible idea. Eli Mitchell going first waiver and Ingram already owned deep benches. Yeah, that, I, I could, yeah, that's that's tough. Well, it looks like you got, good thing you got Tyson. Um, and let's figure out what you could do at running back besides him. Yeah, Gainwell's not a bad stash. I think that's a good one. Uh, is it, if it's PPR, you could look at guys like James White, uh, if he's available, Naheem Hines, um, some guys from week one that I like their usage, at least in the passing game. Chris saying thanks for the input. Appreciate you. If everybody could give us a sub on your way into the YouTube channel, that would be excellent. We would appreciate that. I got 16 of you rocking. Let's get those likes up. Um, let's see here. Uh, Inglorious P says, it is it too early to give up on Mark Andrews or James Robinson? Both were duds. Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, Jacksonville is an interesting situation. I, I don't know if every week they're going to have this game script where they get scripted out. Could happen, though. I like the way that James Robinson was used in the passing game versus Carlos Hyde. Um, and so I think that Carlos Hyde it will eventually show this coaching staff that he's not as good. But we, that would assume rational coaching from urban Meyer, which we just haven't seen yet. So I'm a little bit scared of James Robinson. I don't, I do think it's too early to be given up. As I said, I think the two to three week mark is something we want to look at when we're making trades and moving on from players. Mark Andrews, the volumes there, the, the opportunity is there for that team. Um, yeah, I, th I just think it's, uh, I, I think it's a situation where you have to just continue to trust in Mark Andrews in the contract and the usage and in his ability in the offense and, and the, just the way that Lamar loves him. Love everybody that's been coming in here. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Got a couple more uh, questions before I, I hang it up here. Josh Schemmel says, do I trade Amari Cooper and Montgomery to get Devontae Adams? I have Diggs, A.J. Brown, Lockett. Woods as well, along with Carson, Taylor, Henderson, Gaskin, thoughts. You know, I'd, I'd try to move Montgomery out of that, you know, if I could. Maybe even Henderson, move Henderson in or Gaskin in for that deal. Um, if you're going to do that, I would stick with Montgomery, who looked explosive and great in the offense. Amari Cooper is another one that I think is highly undervalued. Um, so I don't know that you need to go and get Devontae Adams if you've got all this depth. 
You don't have, you know, bye weeks haven't even started yet. Injuries haven't even mounted up. I would maybe keep your depth. And once again, two to three week mark before we're blowing up our teams, before we're absolutely, you know, going for everything and buying low or selling high. You get a better case. Like, let's say, you know, you have this one game out of Cooper, but in the in the next couple of weeks, he has another game um, that pops like that's going to be easier for you to sell high on these players if you have more of a sample size to pitch to your league mates. So, you know, I, I I see trade requests that come in when we, you know, after we draft before week one and they're asking about trading these players, you know, let's go see the players first. Let's get a little bit of, uh, you know, actual production out of our guys before we're actually, you know, either panicking or selling high or trying to make that move. I know trading's addicting. Trust me, I get it more than anyone. Uh, I really do love trading, but I also think that you can be smart about this and make the right moves and, 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 and hit those up and down arrows, but we don't really know, you know, those up and down arrows until we've seen it a, a little bit. So make sure you, uh, Make sure you just keep that in mind. A little perspective is always good. Silver Rapture just said, hit the like number four. Hit those like dudes. Appreciate everybody that's been in here with us. Um, I'm Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. I really appreciate everybody that's been in here. Uh, catch us next week for the waiver wire column or the waiver wire show here live on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and make sure you guys are following us on all social media platforms. I'm Big Travi. I'm the we're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out of here. Peace. Right here. Oh hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not told yet, check out one of these videos. 